go. Hello, hello, hello. It is me. It's me, the STL. Oh, back again with the top 10 radio. And I got my good friend Mikey here. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I'm enjoying the day and I'm glad to be here. Uh, I feel I'm really glad that you're here too. Um, this is a, this is, it's fun to have you talk to you, my man. Um, whether it's recorded or not, it's a good time. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Likewise, likewise. That's the best part about, you know, the greatest part about these these podcasts and doing these things is like having to tell your wife and be like, hey, I actually have to talk to my friend Lewis for like two, an hour, you know, an hour and a half or whatever. I have to, you know, it's a thing. I don't, you know, it's not this, that it's not, we're just bullshit. We're actually doing something. We're doing something. <laughs> we're creating, we're creating art absolutely so it's a great time i enjoy it um before we go into uh what this episode is about um you are it, well, you already know if you clicked on this you know what it's about right you see the title but i thought we'd be going to what we talked about last time um the grammys uh we played i played you the uh nominated songs for record of the year um and i i thought i'd just give you the the bad the weird and the good of the show uh, those are the the three categories I think I put this show into. Um, let's good. Let, let me know because I didn't even watch it, so I'm <laughs> breaking it down for me. I'm such yeah. a lame. No, no, no. I'm well. I, as you probably could, you may know is that this was actually one of the lowest viewer viewed uh, Grammys. It was like fifty. The viewership was like fifty percent low. So it's not you were lame. All the you were you're with. Uh, a whole bunch of other people. So. <laughs> okay, you're, you're with the you're with the max. But don't you're feel the, so bad. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool, cool. So let's. I'll talk about the bad real quick. Um, one bad thing I thought about the show is like there's several artists that I think should have had live performances. Uh, uh let's uh, off my head. There's Phoebe Bridgers who was nominated for best new artist and everything in the rock category. She's one, she was like a critical darling the past year and she didn't get time to shine, but her outfit did. She uh, always wears these skeleton, all like these, all like uh, a skeleton onesie, every performance. Oh, it's it's okay. weird. I don't know why. <laughs> as a as a country singer? No, she's rock. Oh, rock. Okay, okay, I get it. Then. Yeah. Um, there's Janae Aiko or Aiko. I've always forget how to pronounce her last name, but I've been a fan of her for years. Uh, this year, she was nominated for Album of the Year. I'm very happy for her. She did not perform. And also, uh, Jacob Collier, who was also nominated for Album of the Year. And this this, this dude is a virtuoso. He knows almost knows how to play every instrument. He's only 22, I think. Mm. He, mm. So I'm that kind of pissed me off. I would like to. I really would love to, to see them perform. Um, negatives. Other. What were my other negatives? Um, Okay, I know she's your girl, Megan Thee Stallion, but she and Cardi B performed WAP, which was, I feel like, unnecessary. WAP? That's the song they chose? Yeah. I mean, they Ooh. they performed other songs, but... um, You ever heard of a place called the Black Rhino? No. It's like a really popular uh, strip club. It's like a black strip club. It's really well known. Okay. And that's the appropriate place to put on that performance. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
pick the place and location because that could be epic. Like if you went there Definitely. and you wanted to see the bombest girls and you're like, hey, I'm going to get in this environment. I'm going to drink. I probably smoked a little bit. I'm hanging out with the bros and some ladies are there and Megan the Stein and Cardi B do this whole stripper performance thing to their fucking song. That's like number one on the radio and all that. That would be like epic, badass. Like everybody would, I think, celebrate that. But it's like pick your place. You know what I'm saying? That's mm. probably not the best. If you're trying to promote it as a family show, wet ass pussy yeah. is not like the song if, to hang your hat on. If you can only say one out of three of the words, I don't think you should perform it. <laughs> what was the uh, what was that one song that we really liked that had kind of the old school sound, like Leon Bridges a little bit? Colors. Color like that would have been awesome to hear, like all that whole horn section yeah. and all the instruments that are within that. That would be amazing live. That would have been great. I mean, you know, COVID yeah. kind of sucks. You know, I don't yeah. know how you get all these people together, but you get my point. Like, oh. you could just pick a different song. I don't understand why you guys mm. had to rock with this one right away. Yeah, you know? no, it was near the end. Well, uh, yeah, I'll talk more about colors Sorry. in a bit. Um, but uh, um, some weird things that kind of confused me a bit about the Grammys was that, um. So Taylor Swift won album of the year with uh, her album Folklore. I I have no complaints about that because it was a it was a pretty good album. It's probably her best of career, but she was also nominated for best pop album, which she lost. So how do you lose your genre and win best overall? Does it make sense, right? I guess politics, you know, you have to, <laughs> maybe she was promised something. Mm. You know, like, I still wonder, like, who's still getting Weinstein? And what is the new way people are getting Weinstein nowadays? <laughs> like, what's the new blackmail? They're like, hey, you did something for me, so I'm going to give you an award. It's going to help your sales. But that's so weird to not get one, and but get the other. It's yeah. pretty odd. A similar thing happened in which, um, uh, so this was what we talked about. Uh, you, you. What, what do you think won actually won record of the year? So let's let's say that. Although all the eight eight songs um, for nominated well, record of the year, I played you. I was pretty sure that the whatever the political anthem was. Oh, uh, Black Parade, Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, something like that was probably gonna win. Well, it did win an award, so I'll give you twenty bucks. It won best R and B song, which is pretty oh, bizarre. Okay. How well, it's not much of an R and B song to me, you know? No, definitely not. Uh, it does not make you sway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but uh, it did not win record of the year. The record of the year winner was Billie Eilish, Everything I Wanted. Um so I that song grew Was that a good me. record? Well, you thought it was you said I think uh it was okay, but it's like you didn't want to hear it again. I guess go ahead and right. listen listen to it again. Um I guess one negative thing I thought about with our uh, that episode was that it would be, I I would have liked it a lot more if like we did it all at once because maybe um i think we would have probably maybe learned something from one another but doing it individually i did learn from everyone um my friend geraldo actually loved that song and i learned from him seeing how much he was passionate about it oh I, okay i grew it grew on me from hearing from him but um yeah, yeah the one good thing i think about you doing it individually though was that nobody changed that's true for somebody else that they didn't know the, mm. the, they have a relationship with you so they're going to be genuine with you and not really worry because you're you know you're not going to judge you're just going to go with whatever you feel and you believe and they know you and mm. versus like somebody like me or somebody else we don't all know each other necessarily so 
you might have somebody change their response once they hear somebody else's opinion on something. That's true. So I um, think you did it great. Yeah. My, like, that's my little yeah, two cents. Yeah, yeah. Good job. I, uh, I guess the only one I judge was when my, my brother said that uh, uh, Rockstar was his pick to win. Uh, slightly judged. <laughs> but actually, from hearing what he thought, I, I, it didn't change a bit of my opinions on it. So... Well, he said it was like, it's the hottest song of the year. And I think it's really like, what are you listening to that month or that at that yeah. moment? What are, what are you kind of into right now? Yeah. So I could see why. It was interesting because I was like, what What the hell? Why would you think it's that one? But all mm -hmm. right, you know? Yeah. So um, I, yeah, I'm, I guess I got no complaints to everything I wanted one. But also the same thing happened with this, in which it was nominated for Best Pop Song, but it lost to Harry Styles' Uh, watermelon sugar so i'm like yet again like how do you how are you the best song of the year if you are not the best song in your genre <laughs> i don't get that yeah, yeah at all no, okay. so did uh, roddy rich win an award no I don't dude I'm, so. a, I'm like starting to like roddy rich really yeah after you got me on his music i was like roddy rich is like in my headset when i'm listening to music and working out <laughs> that's cool to hear yeah, I'm liking him. So I'll talk about some positives. I, uh, of course, this was a very, the past year or so is weird. So they, they brought it because of how strange this past year was because of COVID. We had a, a very unique looking Grammys. Uh, so normally the Grammys are set in the Staples Center in LA, but it was perform they performed right outside the Staples Center in a different stage. Um, the host was uh, Trevor Noah, and I thought he was great. Uh, he was a lot of fun. He was like a less obnoxious Jamie Foxx. <laughs> like a couple years back, uh, Jamie Foxx was the host of the BET Awards, and he was disgusting. Like, calm down, Jamie. He, he like he brought Donald Glover on stage to perform "This Is America" when he was just just there to watch. It's like, come up here, Donald. He like got down to get Donald to bring him Dude. up. That's why like I a, love Jamie yeah. Foxx. He goes stand-up okay. comedian on their ass. That is okay. That is. They true. don't realize he has it in his wheelhouse. Like he is not going to get embarrassed, and he is the king of every situation. I watch him. He's like my my muse. He's like my freaking. He's who I want to be like. You know, Jamie Foxx yeah, can sing it, awesome. can act it, and he can stand up. Like he is amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's. I think I really respect the hell out of him. But I do love Jamie. I, he did the ESPN Awards. I never yeah, watched an ESPN Awards that was that good. When he was singing to Serena Williams, bro, it was so <laughs> like he. I felt like I was him because I wished I could have done that to Serena Williams. And, and he's like making fun of. He's like your booty. Like he was so <laughs> funny, bro. He had this big mm -hmm. old tennis ball and tennis racket, and he says, "Let me be your tennis ball." <laughs> 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 and he'd like rhyme everything it was just so funny it was let me be your tennis ball girl it was i think that's what it was it was really mm. memorable trevor noah i mean he's all right i guess he's yeah he's just like watered down a little bit you yeah know? but i'm i think the political things from these past few years kind of made me not give a shit about trevor noah whatever he has to say so it kind of turns me off which is probably why I mean, think about it. You have a lot of these people who pissed off an entire sect of a nation for a good while on Twitter and all these other things, uh, social media. You think that those people are like felt betrayed. So they're not going to watch. They don't give a shit anymore. They're like, whatever. I, I 
I understand how you feel about me because of a political view that I have that I can't now enjoy your entertainment as much as I used to. So people are probably going to tune out. And Trevor Noah is one of those guys that's like a, like one of those dudes, one of those mm. clear, uh, what, I don't know what you call them, pun, uh, like figureheads or something. Mm. Yeah. A guy who just likes to spout out things and ideas mm. that maybe aren't his, but it's a political affiliate or party that he's associated with that he always sides with. And it's kind of like, eh. I didn't care before, but after these past few years, I'm not saying I do, but it is, I guess I'm saying a little bit for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny bit. I feel what you mean. But I think, I, I'm sure that compounds to the issue as to why nobody would watch it. Well, I, th I thought he was a pretty solid host. I thought he brought a pretty good energy to this show. Um, the, there were some very, very, some very good performances at this show. Uh, Started off the show with back to back Harry Styles and Billie Eilish and then Haim. Very good start. Uh Black Pumas, colors, they brought brought it. They there was nothing extraordinary about them, like how, you know, some like a big pop star would put on this big like Vegas show. That there's several artists that did something like that. But Black Pumas mm. performed dude, that guy had so much soul. They the background singers are great. The guitar work was amazing. There's like a, this in between. Um, I, I spoke to you about how the singer Eric Burton was a street performer on like uh, on the uh, was it Venice Beach, um, whatever that famous yeah, well, one of famous those. famous beach in L.A. Uh, he performed Venice Beach, yeah, yeah. He performed there and um, he brought that kind of like street performer style. He like he performed this like really cool dance with the guitar, like just threw it up in the air. It was really cool. It was something so small but so cool. Oh, so the one we actually liked, they performed. Yeah, they did. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. I really recommend watching. Should have just stopped it with that. They should have just stopped it with him. <laughs> it, it was one of the <laughs> the first performances, but it was still really good. Um, That's awesome. Dua Lipa. Um, okay, actually, let me say. Uh, the baby and Roddy Rich performed Rockstar. I was, of course, I, I expressed how much I don't really like the song, and the performance was really weird. They had these like old ladies in uh, judge uniforms singing, like a choir in the background. Is like why? <laughs> Is this a joke? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. But um, later, like after that, was Dua Lipa. She performed, and she has the baby featured on the remix of one of her songs, Levitating. And I was like, I had enough of the baby. No, 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 no more, please. Uh, this was a, it was started off very dull. I was like, come on, we're, we're, this is boring. And mm. then um, just out of nowhere, I got this like mental and physical boner. <laughs> it's like uh, Dua Lipa. I, I oh, have this okay. giant crush for her. Like, but like, mm. okay. But like, she's just, she like pretty much just stood there stationary performing the song Levantine with uh, the baby then out of nowhere within like two three seconds she changed his outfit out of like it was like how did you do that so fast and then she started performing don't start now and uh, the one the song we played for the episode and she killed it she went from zero to 100 real quick and it was it was great all I, right I really yeah i really like yeah a lot I, of I points in your pick. Yeah, I really recommend uh, hearing, seeing that video. Um, I don't know if you heard, but Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack are working together to form an album, uh, and it's going to be released really early later this year. 
and they performed the lead-off single, Lead the Door Open, and I, my mind was blown. Have you heard of this? Uh, they're working together? Do you know Anderson Pack? Yeah, they're aren't they making like a specific sound too like they're trying to go back to some of that funk soul stuff like yeah. it's gonna be an album to specifically cater to that Hell i did yeah. hear about that and i was like hey that sounds like one that's worth well you know me dude yeah i'm a fucking I've... scam man i'm gonna listen to that shit all day, <laughs> me too. Oh, um yeah. the the performance leave the door open was extraordinary it's it's like they were playing you know like they were like an early 70s late 60s guy group kind of like a temptation smoky robinson the miracles man i'm you know, jealous of that yeah the the drifters how you know how the, they had like say like four guys in the background and then one guy up front like that kind of like visual look yeah you know what i'm trying to say yeah the old did, school motown look. yeah yeah they did this like anderson sings the verses and then he and bruno switch places when bruno sings the chorus it was cool. It was so good. Damn. I, I love this so yeah. much. I love that. That's very old school. That's how we did it in choirs and jazz choirs and stuff. You kind of stand up, then you come back out, and then it's the next person. And mm -hmm. That's really yeah. cool. That's super cool. Um, there was a cool memorial section to all the artists that died in the past year with Bruno and Anderson doing tribute to Little Richard, which was pretty badass. Uh, Bruno, he made a look that almost looked like a little Richard. It was pretty cool. Uh, Lionel Richie did a tribute to Kenny Rogers. Uh, they they had like a uh, friendship. Um, the, I know that Lionel wrote several songs for Kenny. Um, there was a cool uh, country cool. section. Um, I, I you know not who, much. Who of, did a tribute to Brittany Howard? Oh no, she did a tribute to a guy named Gary Marston. I don't know him, but uh, it was a pretty good tribute. Oh, good okay, okay. Gary and the Pacemakers. I think I've heard of that band before, but uh, I don't know. Him. I don't not a name I recognize, but uh, it was a good performance mm -hmm. by Brittany. I, I'm a big fan of Brittany. I just bought one of her records uh, last week. Um, not much of a country music fan, but there was a pretty cool section for the females in country. Um, I was thinking of a totally different person. I thought it was like Anita Howard or something. Oh, I think that the, was a uh, freak like, like me uh, artist. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's who it was. I was like, she died. Oh no! Oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> I thought that's who died, and I was like, oh no! Howard's um, dead. She was no. She's beautiful. Do you know? All right. Do you know Brittany on. Howard? Uh, she's, I know, I know, Anita Howard. I mean, yeah, uh, she's the lead singer of the band called Alabama Shakes. Uh, she's an extraordinary vocalist, probably my one of my favorite singers working today. Um, but um, yeah, some very good performances this year. Oh, Doja Cat, say so was like what? That got me. That's what it got me. Like, I love uh, her, dude. She's awesome. I have no complaints about many. Of the winners, uh, uh, Megan Thee Stallion won Best New Artist. Um, she also won Ooh. Best Rap Song, I think, for for Savage. Or kudos. Let me see. Was it a rap performance? So it's like a the. I don't know what the difference is between rap. Oh, so she won both rap performance and rap song. Okay, rap song refers to the. Like the lyrics, rap performances. Wait a minute. Overall, how did the have you heard the box by Roddy Rich or uh, Laugh Now Cry Later? Those yeah. to me, 
Is Lockdown better than Anderson? Is Lockdown, Lockdown one? Those two songs. Dude, Lockdown was like one of my favorite songs last year. Okay, then I have to revisit the song because I'm like, what? How's it better than those other two? But that's also a matter of opinion. So mm, true. You know, and I should so, probably revisit it. So yeah. Yeah, it won best melodic rap performance. I was really happy about that. Uh, it's really funky. I don't. It's it's like a. I think it's almost not a rap song. It's almost it's closer to like a funk R and B song, but uh, it's it's a really good song. Um, so I have no major complaints about this show, especially. I guess I'm just happy there was a a Grammy show. You know, I almost thought, oh, there's a chance there won't be. Um, sure, there's a lot of a lot of shit I want to complain about, like the weekend not nominated for anything. Uh, this shitty backstage politics. I was I would have done like a whole episode all about that stuff, but I was happy as a viewer. So, yeah, good. Not that. Now let's get into what this show is all about. This episode, this March is a is International Women's Month. Uh, I believe that the ninth is also International Women's Day. So they get a month and a day. Good for you, girls. Uh, uh mm-hmm. so <laughs> i i wanted you on this episode to talk about our favorite songs or in artists by women um i just i guess not going to like specifics what came to mind when you chose these songs that you chose well i remember you the thing is that came to mind is all it, it was first to my mind and these are some of a lot of these girls are actually on my liked playlist. So I think to me, what was important was a lot of the times people are like, what is your top this? What is your top that? And you try to think outside of yourself, like what would everybody else think? And I try to reach into my playlist and of like what I play a lot of or artists that I like or things that I actually do listen to rather than think about somebody that, you know, should win the award. So I just, a lot of the people that I picked, they were just there in my playlist. And I'm like, actually, I really like this song or this is, you know, it impacts me in a certain way or it takes me to a certain memory. And it's a female-led song that made me not realize that it's a female. You know, when it's a, I think when you, when the song is so good and you see beyond sex, you see beyond all that and you can connect with the story or whatever it's saying, or it locks something into you that you won't ever, like a feeling or something and or that like the song is just so divinely feminine like it's such a beautiful woman's voice that it's kind of like a drug for men that i don't think women understand or you know maybe it works for them too when they hear a beautiful man singing the great song but that's kind of how it is it almost puts you into a trance and some of these songs are like that where a woman is such a beautiful singer that you come as a guy it almost feels like it's healing or or kind of takes your mind to a different spot and you're you're better you know so with these songs, I kind of chose some that were kind of empowering, one or two that were just like, this is the songbird of a generation, and this song is the best I've ever heard in my life, you know, as a person who loves to sing, or I, and I did choir and stuff, and I understand the human voice a little bit. It's just like, wow, what an epic song, like, amazing singer this person was, and what an impactful song. So each one has a different thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. Um I know some, most of these songs that you're playing. Should I, did you want me to like talk about specific songs? Oh, or? we'll we'll get into that, that in a bit. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. 
um yeah i know majority of these songs that you've chose um and some of these are all-time classics uh i know i'll say they all are well like i can't say that for the one i don't know but i'm looking forward to hearing <laughs> what you chose for that um when i chose my list i thought of uh well let's say that this is so far the hardest episode for me to choose a song or a tie being that this is the first episode i'm joined with someone so i of course i had to narrow down to right. five this is the first time I, of course choosing from 10 ep- 10 songs to five songs um i did an episode earlier this month for top 10 breakup songs man that was a hard one just oh the other are so many good ones too yes, dude oh yeah it's hard to cut cut that off of course when i say top 10 i don't really mean that i'm just i just want to sound catchy uh when i chose these five songs um uh this goes back to well the grammys um there's obviously there's always something that's going to be pissing me off about the grammys and two three years ago i think it was 2018 um there's a moment that almost cut me off from paying attention to Grammys entirely. Uh, and re- someone asked the Recording Academy president why there weren't very many female winners. His response was, these girls gotta step up. And I was fucking pissed off from that response. Oh my god. I think this we, these this generation we live in, there's countless extraordinary women working today in music and to hear that i was like oh my god i was in a rage it is pretty disrespectful too because there's so many so many artists are reaching towards the top and like we talked about in the last episode when it came to the grammys it's like they don't give enough recognition the radios don't give enough recognition to the new people and they can't have it that they want to make a buck so they just continue to shell out who we already know so when they say you know the women have to step it up you're like really why don't you give some of the other chicks the opportunity instead of continuing with the same three that we see on every single song that's so that's true yeah so um the the five songs i've chosen are they have been released within the past five years and two of the artists were even were nominated on that show so to i don't know that i forgot the name of that guy but fuck that guy and I'm gonna <laughs> praise praise those women. Let's uh, start awesome. off this. Let's start off with uh, your song first one. Let's uh, go with this one right here, a classic from one of my mom's favorite band. So I'm pretty happy that you chose that song. Let's talk about Barracuda by Heart. Why did you choose this song? Well, uh, a lot of reasons. You know, Barracuda by Heart reminds me of like Idaho moms that are also like teaching their sons how to uh you know whittle a fucking knife out of a piece of wood you know barracuda reminds me of like women in my life like strong bus drivers uh who like (laughs) i felt like would kill for me would die for me barracuda was such a heart like okay when i heard these women sing barracuda is just a song but it's the voice it's the it's the strength it's their look it's the whole presence that they have on stage that i was like holy fuck you know these aren't chicks that are that are just here to be screwed and fucked as a guy like these are chicks that are empowered these are chicks that are telling you a story and these and even if they like you as a dude it's you you feel like i don't know how to put it like uh some women come off cutesy and stuff these women came off as strong 
and that was also a turn on and i don't mean just sexually but in like turn on to receptors of the song in general because it was something different that was pushed at me versus just this right now it seems like 2020 2021 it's just sex this was like strength and it was still kind of a sexier song or whatever if i remember correctly what, what the song's about but um this band and this type of music and this song to me represented a group of women that are blue collar that are strong that are sexy in their own way and uh, they have a too it's not as you know glitz and glamoury as some of the other artists and other singers make it seem but these represent more of the everyday woman that's the way i saw it that's that's so true i i couldn't put it any better than that let's uh let's talk about let's play it barracuda by heart
man, that song is still so fucking awesome. It still kicks ass to this day. I com- even com- you don't even need to compare it to like the other rockers of the time, but it's still it kicks ass to even to men rock stars. I there's no gender barrier with that song. It it kicks ass no matter what. Um, I love I love um, being it's it Anne. Yeah, yeah, it's still awesome. Being you got it's Anne and Nancy Wilson. I'm sure that can even adds to the awesomeness. It's it's sisterhood. That that I don't know. It's being it's two sisters working together to create this awesome music. It's I don't know. I'm kind of still speechless about it. <laughs> It's awesome. It makes you like want to ride a horse into some battle somewhere and like carry yeah. a sword up in the air. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. And you're like, fuck, let's go. I got yeah. chills from just like the riff, you know? Yeah. And it's like, uh, that's what I mean is like yeah. when you don't see or a person, when you don't care if it's a guy or a girl, you don't care if it's great because the song is so damn good. It That's what gets you every time. And that's, you know, they happen to be awesome amazing women in this yeah. in this group for sure it's a part of the uh i forgot it is part of the grand theft auto 4 soundtrack so i'm like i'm instead of a sword i got my uh uzi <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i just I felt guess, I, I could imagine a horse yeah. and just like a sword yeah, so. yeah yeah um i guess even i'm sure this is this is probably is my mom's favorite band i mean i know you, you obviously you love this song i'm sure that does hometown pride come to this that they are from seattle i mean for sure it, it definitely put them more on the map to me when i was a kid knowing that they were local made me more proud but i really felt i just attached with when i hear them i i feel like i like you talk about your mom i think about my mom too <laughs> and it kind of just but it doesn't make you think about them in a weak way. It kind of makes you think no. about their story or just whatever they went through, but in a good way. You're like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it gives you all these different feelings and thoughts all at once. That's why I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, so I thought I'd ask you a quick, like some questions as being that this is women's month and well, you had another uh, lady come into your life just recently. Let's ask, uh, of course, a little, Oh my! God. She is a beautiful Jovi. Um, the question I have: to, well, Let's uh, start off with this question. Um, what was the reaction to uh, April, May, whatever nine months ago was when you got the announcement when she was coming? When I heard that I was going to have a baby, or when I found out that I was pregnant, I was I was so happy. My wife and I have been married for about ten years, and we we were really trying in 2018 2019 and we had a few miscarriages and we just started to like chill out and try to be less stressed out about it so when we found out we were pregnant man i was just i was happy i was a little stressed because it kicked off a series of events that i knew that had to happen as far as like selling my house and moving and kind of relocating and into a spot that's a little bit better for a family, a little bit slower. I was living in the heart of a city, which is great. But when it comes to there's for no me and my lifestyle, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of ways, but um, <laughs> sorry, you know, I, know I just didn't want her to have to grow up like, you know, I just I wanted it to be a little bit more relaxed than where I'm at, where I was at at the time. So 
it made you change. It just makes you change. Like it, it really makes you think about what you're willing to put up with is different than what you're willing to let your kid and family put up with. Hmm. And that's for sure. Definitely. So, yeah. All right. Was, um, I'm happy. Sorry. I didn't think it's sad. Good, yeah. yeah. I'm super happy. No. I love her. I mean, she helps me out a lot. There's always the, the, the tears that come through happiness. That's those are the best tears <laughs> or this, you know, for um, sure. yeah. I'm going to play my first song. Um, this, this, um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, with the Grammys, it was the 2018 year. This woman was the most nominated artist of that year, and she did not win a single award. I'm that still ticks me off today. Uh, Drew, yeah, yeah, oh. SZA is the woman I'm talking about here. This woman is oh, she's talking my top of my crush list. My, my, I did have an episode, and it was on Valentine's Day or I the day after. Uh, I did my top ten celebrity crushes. She was high up there she was on that list she's gorgeous mm -hmm. she she's she looks like a person that's so much fun to be around i don't think i could ever be bored around her if i could ever ever meet her um this song i'm gonna play is drew barrymore this is probably my favorite song from her that's that's a, truck, a tricky one um i she wrote this song um Okay, normally I do come a little bit prepared describing, you know, what the song's about. Not really this time, but uh, this this kind of song is kind of like the hardships of what women go through. And I know that she she said that she named it after Drew Barrymore because she, when she thinks of a woman, I think she said something like, oh, this is who I think about. Uh, I, do you know the song? Mikey? Yeah, I do. I like SZA a lot. When she first came out, um, I heard her through, I don't think it either was Spotify or uh, what's the other one that you can hear new music on and shit. Either way, I heard her on new on some music where she was part of a new artist playlist. I heard her and I downloaded her entire album <laughs> like right away. And mm. it's still on my playlist because it was real. this is where you're like finally no Beyonce. Finally, no, you know, uh, who was it? Rihanna at the time. No Taylor Swift. Like some new girl coming up that, like you just said right now, she didn't get recognized for a single award. How fucked is that? You know, like what is that politically all about? You understand what I'm saying? How do you get how do you get in all these awards and then you don't get one? You get nominated all this and you don't get one. That's just wrong. That's no way that would ever happen to anybody else. I mean of those three women that I just talked about, it wouldn't happen to them. So um, she's amazing. I really like her style. I like her music videos that she puts out. I love her sound of her voice. So yeah, you picked a good one. Yeah. Let's play it. Drew Barrymore by SZA. With your new friends and her mom jeans and her new friends and she's perfect and I hate it. Oh, so glad you made it. I'm so glad you could come back. Somebody get the tacos. Somebody spark the blood. Let's start the narcos off at episode one. Bring the gin, got the juice. Bring the sin, got that too. Won't you shut up? No, you're my favorite. Am I woman of fire? 
That song always makes me kind of teary-eyed. It makes me sad for her. This uh, the the Control album had several songs about the lack of confidence, and uh, I suppose with um that chorus, "Am I woman enough for you on the outside? Is it warm enough on the inside?" That her pleading, "Am I good enough?" Um, that I don't know. That always makes me pretty sad. Yeah, I mean that is the constant battle in every relationship after, you know, it you know with so many people who when you don't have security in a lot of your life, you're just constantly are you good enough? Are you good enough? And in a lot of relationships it's kind of toxic that way where the other per there's so much status and weird uh propping that goes on in relationships as far as like you, you know, you're selling an image on Tinder, you're selling an image on Instagram or whatever social media that people generally get to know you by first that you feel like you have to pretend to be this image like she's is she woman enough for you i'm trying to live up to this image that i'm competing against but she's not happy she doesn't ever feel like she's getting any fulfillment from this relationship or whatever she's doing so it kind of makes me think about how many people are 
like that every day <laughs> in a sad way you know i hope i'm not doing that to my lady but yeah you know makes you think about it and uh that even comes to the drew barrymore comparison when i think of drew barrymore i think of the movie uh never been kissed uh how i guess the you know drew barrymore is a very pretty woman but um she obviously doesn't at least in her films she doesn't come off very sexual she doesn't seem very confident especially in that movie never been kissed uh i i see i i see what the where she got that comparison why why she chose her as the title um uh, drew barrymore also in the wedding singer Oh. Julia Gulia. Remember oh. Julia Gulia? Julia Gulia. She was getting walked all over. <laughs> yeah. By her proposed uh, guy. That kind of is what I remember. It's like, is she woman enough? Like the whole time she's trying to win approval of this shit bag. Yeah. Didn't matter. Didn't mean shit. You know, he wasn't worth it. Huh. And uh, I could see. Yeah, and that's the character I was thinking of was Julia yeah, yeah. Gulia. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I love that movie too. Uh, alrighty. Uh, let's, let's, try to get more of B in here. Um, uh, a question I have for you is um, obviously it, it takes, I'm guessing uh, I've been told it takes about nine months for a child to be born. And what ways um, did you prepare? Of course you, you did move. Um, what, uh, yeah. T- tell me what, what, ha- what happened within those nine months? Uh, well, like I said, the main thing was just the mental shift of um deciding like what is best for my kid and what's best for my kid isn't exactly what's best for me to for my fun or for whatever that that ever whatever that is so um i learned that i had it in me to do those things that i knew i had to do um i learned that I love my wife more, you know. Okay, sorry. Yeah, in those nine months, you probably love your per- your partner so much more than you than you did before because you see them go through this metamorphosis. You know, they're they're creating this being inside of them, and they are. St- my wife was still working, and she was helping me sell the house and pack things up, and it just made me love her more, you know. And I learned how much I didn't give a shit about her body as much as I thought I did when it came to having a baby and doing a lot more of this stuff, it kind of helped you love this other side of her uh, versus just being the, you know, the physical, whatever is on the outside. And that's the thing that I'm talking about when it comes to a lot of media or or, uh, whatever it may be, you know, you're constantly selling yourself and you don't realize it. You maybe you don't know it and you're comparing or judging just naturally because it's human nature. We were comparing and judging fruits when we were having to pick them and we do it when it comes to photos of people too. So (laughs) It is what it is, man. You know, they just use those things because they know that that human psychology is what it is. And uh, anyways, watching her transform into a mother was the most beautiful part about it. And I learned that, uh, you know, I really do love her more than I I guess I thought I did. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, she used to say, I love you more than you love me. And I'm like, you're probably right. You know, I don't know. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you're awesome. So uh, I didn't argue it. I, just, uh, and I know no one's going to see this, but I thought, yeah, obviously she she looks so different here. I don't know. Are you seeing this? <laughs> Who? Oh. Uh, I don't see the photo. You don't see it? Uh, that. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. right. Well, okay, yeah. just let me see. Was this is this did you get like a photographer for this? This is my photo I took of her. Oh, you okay, you're a great photographer then. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I, I was looking at it, it's like did you get like a uh, did you pay someone no, for What this? I did was I so what I did is I took her around and took a lot of photos. She wanted to do like pregnancy photos and i was like all right yeah, yeah. it's fucking covid and we got to hire sure. a photographer so <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> i was looking at her for looking at getting a photographer and the only one that came up to me was like around a couple thousand bucks and i was like I, i'm trying to save <laughs> i could you could have had me like 400 bucks maybe 300 yeah. you know like gas and your time and everything but a couple thousand i was like dude uh i was not expecting that so i was like fuck it i the technology we have in our hands is amazing. Let's just go to these beautiful places. And we caught a beautiful day. It was a sunny photo. And she was in the middle of like getting ready, getting herself done up and all that. And to me, I always thought Janae was beautiful in transitions. And, you know, I like watching a woman do a job or do a task or just be herself and take photos in between that. And she, you know, you do the normal like poses and stuff, but this was in between. She was just looking at me and taking off her jacket and getting ready to go. But I thought she looked beautiful in the light. And I was like, I got to take photos of this because I just think it's beautiful. And then I got this magical shot and I was like, wow, she looks gorgeous. Mm. I've never seen a pregnant girl that I wanted to impregnate again. (laughs) 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 So I was like, I got to fucking, I have to post this photo. I think the smirk or half smile, like you can see that she's happy to be there. She's, there's a lot of joy in the photo already itself. So yeah, it's beautiful. She, she is very beautiful. She's very photogenic. Um, I love how, yeah, it does look, it looks like she's like, Ooh, you caught me. You caught me. (laughs) You got me. (laughs) I I like how, you know, just uh, this baby right here, (laughs) this this little hair in her eye. And then, it's a beautiful well shot um it looks like a model fo- like it yeah. looks like i yeah. i thought it was like, thanks, could, it looks like someone could pay you a thousand dollars but well shit man i'm gonna start selling i'm gonna <laughs> tell ladies ladies will take your f- oh wait, that'll get weird about you know and let boys. me take picture of that <laughs> belly <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just do pregnancy photos so, yeah. just pregnancy photos <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I'll know I have the magic shot when I want to put a baby in you, ma'am. Oh my god! Oh, okay. <laughs> that's like that's on my that's on my, that's on my card. You know what I mean? Well, well, the joke is I can't. You know, so yes, that's that's a, your fantasy. Speaking of which, let's move on to your next song. Uh, this this oh, yeah. Uh, yeah this song I would say this is probably my maybe my go to when I think of Mariah Carey. Uh, it's either this or visions of love or we belong together i think uh tell me why you chose this song well fantasy was the first song that i heard that made me realize that girls daydreamed about us being their boyfriends mm. <laughs> and like i love mariah carey so much i was so obsessed with her so that's a like she's already on the list just because I, I i yeah. wanted to marry her i wanted her to be my girlfriend i wanted to be her dream lover and all Dude, those, those things. curls those early uh, day everything curls. about her beautiful she was just she was like to me the divine feminine when i was growing up you know like i could have made a hey arnold style shrine to her <laughs> in my closet when i was in seventh grade dude i really could have uh-huh. i was so like her song first off when i heard her sing and when i was younger i was like 
holy shit who is this chick who is this woman like this is amazing and then i saw her in a music video i was like i think i was a boy and i was just like ah, oh my god and then i became so a man. pretty <laughs> yeah that day i became a man <laughs> <laughs> no i mean in um, fantasy a lot of it is about her fantasizing you know about being with her dream guy and her dream boyfriend or whatever and it's such a lovely play-hearted song fun-hearted song that it reminds me of my earlier days of when i like had a crush on a girl and i was just mm. fantasizing about holding her hand and like going to the fair together and getting on a ride or buying her something like an elephant ear or a drink or something like the little duties that you first get as a boyfriend that are fun to have or those dreams that you had as a young kid or whatever that's that's what her fantasy reminds me of yeah. it reminds me of that time and mariah carey is just beautiful and sings it amazingly and it's fun and it's a great song and it also empowers women like that side of them that hey it's okay to want to have a great boyfriend it's okay to fantasize about somebody awesome in your life who wants to hold your hand and take you to places and dance or whatever the, hell. the song is from what i remember looking at the lyrics it's not like anything crazy no you know and it's she's like she's happy to be with her boyfriend laughing with her boyfriend having a, it's not it doesn't get too crazy sexual or weird it was just a, such a pure like lo, that first puppy love that that burst of like happiness uh and that's kind of what it re represents that song when especially when you hear it too mm. it kind of gets you in a you can't help but sway and start smiling in your car and feel good about and, and then sometimes you think about somebody or that person pops in your head and you just remember or you laugh and it's a good song, man. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. There's something very nostalgic about it. Even even in 1995, when the song is first released, there's some nostalgia feeling about it. Oh, it makes me think of my younger days. It makes me think of like what you said about my like my first love. Yeah, you like your crushes, and you're like, my god, if I could just hold her hand and walk her to class, yeah. dude. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> oh please, oh, I will buy you a smoothie, please. Like like you know uh you want to we want to go to the dance with me and just like i don't know walk around <laughs> want to go to the carnival with me i win you with the biggest bear yeah just the classics man it's kind of it puts me there in my headspace yeah let's play this song fantasy by mariah carey and i'm sorry i i don't know if you meant the odb version that was remixed i didn't mean the ODB. <laughs> okay version. okay that's good not, nothing <laughs> okay. wrong nothing wrong with older bastard but uh he's not it's not it's it makes it sounds, vibe. it sounds like a it sounds like a joke. Well, it does. It, it it sounds like a. It takes a song somewhere else too, like altogether. And I'm not saying like the song is a joke. I'm saying like, hey, you've heard that fantasy that uh, old dirty bastards is on the fantasy remix. Oh, you're making that up, you know? All right, let's play fantasy, Mariah Carey. <laughs>
Oh my god, it just makes me want to move and groove. Oh, I love that song. That song is so. I mean, I'm telling you, dude. I was shaking my head. That's a song like you see a guy in the gym head bobbing and everything. If you see me in the gym, I could be listening to Roddy Rich or I could be listening to Fantasy <laughs> Mariah Carey. I could be listening to Future. I could be listening to like uh, old school G funk rap, or literally it would be Mariah Carey. Like this song right here because it just gets me going, dude. Uh, oh, my cat wants to get outside. Oh, nothing, catty. Uh, the the sampling is genius. The production. Um, I always forget the name. I was look. I had to look up the song. Um, it's the Tom Tom Club, Genius of Love. I, uh, it's like the f- best choices of um sampling I've heard in an R and B song. One of the earliest forms I can think of. Um, actually, I heard that song too because uh. I was playing that song in the radio. <laughs> Listen, I really love Mariah Carey. I was playing it with a coworker in my car, and he's 50 years old. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You know, I love Mariah Carey. I don't care what the boomers are going to say about me. <laughs> so I was listening to it, and he's like, you know, this isn't like an original song. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he <laughs> pointed out that song. I was like, shit, nice, cool. <laughs> uh, it's It just makes me wish karaoke i could do that again and I'd, I'd totally sing that song hell yeah when it's open we are definitely gonna do oh, it or you staff. have to most staff. You. okay you're gonna watch me okay I don't think I, my voice can't pull it off i don't know no i mean not even i don't care i'm gonna pull it off. i'm gonna drink like several beers and i'm gonna then my shirts come 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 off maybe something will get pulled off no doubt okay <laughs> uh oh all right i see your message all right the uh uh okay the next question i think i'm gonna ask for you is um of course you told me this story before but uh i want you to refresh your memory about uh your baby shower how was how was that like baby shower was weird a little bit because (laughs) well actually it was cool it was cool because i was this was where i was going to reveal to everyone that I was having a girl. Everybody oh, was yeah. excited thinking I was going to have a boy and I thought I was going to have a boy too. I actually remember uh, willing it in my mind that I was going to have a boy and then when I was told I was having a girl, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I willed it in my mind. I don't know if you've heard <laughs> of this secret, but what are you talking about? But I told everybody I had a girl. People were crying. People were happy. Um, I think my mom was like, a little worried for me i thought she thought i would care more about having a boy over a girl or a girl over a boy i cared for literally that day and then after that it was fine not that day because at the baby shower i'd already known for a while so um i was fine by then but it's just the day that you hear it and you're just like oh shit i'm having a fucking girl oh my god i gotta get out of here that's exactly what i I got to get out of here run for the hills that's that's literally what i thought and that's probably what set off the chain of events that has led to me where i am right now so (laughs) i don't want to i have so much to podcast about in the future that i don't want to let it out of the bag yet but uh, once i do get there i'm gonna for sure reveal the rest of everything (laughs) but it it definitely set it off um and at the baby shower i'm just having the family there having them be happy and watching them love on my wife who I've been married to for 
you know quite a while who's really a part of the family that was awesome it was good to see the love that she got and uh you know people bring some i don't think they brought gifts i think we registered them there like at the shower rather than because it was a whole reveal slash baby shower thing mm. yeah it was a thing it was a that's a, a, a little event we had yeah yeah we try to mix it all together you know it was on uh, halloween right oh yes that baby shower oh my god oh, my. I totally got. no 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 i totally forgot okay so here's why i forgot so the day me and my wife did the announcement was my brother's baby shower day so oh. that's what i just got confused about so we announced it that wow you're telling me the story of oh my god shower. well no here's why it was awkward <laughs> because i was like i didn't want to have to do that the same day i was like dad i'm not doing the baby shower the same day as the fucking you know so anyways my baby shower is awesome Halloween baby shower. It was the shit. I really enjoyed everybody (laughs) dressing up. I totally remember now. (laughs) It was a good time. I, uh, I I think my mom and some of the family being traditionally traditional Christians, they were like a little worried. Like, I don't know that I'm inviting spirits into Joe, my, my, my daughter Jovi or something. And I'm like, dude, no, I would never do that. I, not the evil ones, only the good ones. (laughs) Everyone's going to help her with the test answers. You know what I'm saying? Whatever one tells her to zig when she needs to zig, you know what I'm saying? Hey, that could be. I thought it would be a good thing, like uh, being, I guess, Mexican. Guy, have a, something like I that. I don't know. You had some, I don't know. Some my mom enjoyed it. stuff. See, know. and that's the thing is, she actually leaned more into the culture and got away from. See, I've been able to break down my mom when it comes to all this colonial, imperialist religion shit and the doctrine that it was that we've been learning as far as Mexicans go and how much it was used to control us and for the Spanish to keep rule over Mexicans and all this stuff, the indigenous population, the indigenous population and how a lot of the times religion just ties us up and we lose hold of our old culture that we had. So she was able to realize that it wasn't so much of a Christian thing and she looked beyond it and looked into the Mexican culture and she, she definitely absorbed it in a lot better. She actually liked having it on Halloween and played it up even more. So I was happy about that. Hmm. That's really cool. Um, actually, I have this idea of um, with Cinco de Mayo next, well, not exactly a month, but you know, close to a month from now. I have, I have uh, several Mexican friends, maybe get some, uh, in, you know, like compare and contrast different families, the different, what, what you know, learn more, have me learn more about Mexican culture. That would be actually great, like a single de Mayo, like a show that day or something. Yeah, I can have play some more, um, more Latino artists, get some intrigued into more like either whatever, uh, reggaeton, uh, whatever, Mexican folk music, whatever. I'm interested in learning more music from other languages. True, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. We could all submit to you a couple songs and yeah, it's actually a good idea. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's uh, move on to my second song. Well, okay. actually, you can, uh, this has a continuation of what I just said. This is next artist is Caliuchis, who's act well, she's from Colombia. But this next song is Majority in Spanish. Nice. You, um, you, of course, you must know Caliuchis. I know that you, I've heard you sing her, well, her, her and Daniel Caesar song, uh, Get You. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my girl, dude. That's one of them. Again, another female artist who has been trying to keep her game stepped up, but, you know, just got to keep her on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, I own her first album, Isolation, on vinyl. It's a 
fantastic album. Um, she just released her new album back in December. Uh, I can't say the title because it is in Spanish. Uh, I'm trying to learn some Spanish, so I, I, I'm going to try to listen to it. Maybe hopefully I'll, I'll learn something. Um, the song right here? Uh, the album and the song. So, oh, okay. so her newest album kind of did scare me a little bit because she did say it's like 70% in Spanish. So that coming throw me away. But when I heard this song, it's this song is extraordinary. Actually, this song right now is on the hot 100 right now. It's just out of the top 40. It's almost in there, but it's number two in the Latin charts. So I'm, I've been playing this over and over again to hope get her ranking up. Nice. Uh, do you know telepatia? Do you know what this word means? Mm -mm. Telepatia. I think it's. Uh, I mean, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I don't even want to try to break it. I, I like part of me wants to just Google it really quick, but uh, <laughs> you want to like, actually what it means is it means uh, telepathy. Oh Jesus! Obviously. <laughs> Uh, I just looked up the the translation lyrics just before the show, and it's a it's a very well written song. I thought let's just play it right now. Tell telepatia, right. or I think that's how you say it. I'm trying. I'm trying. Telepatia, Caliuchis. <laughs> nice.
Caliuchis, she, in my eyes, both both in my eyes and my ears, they say, oh, she's a goddess. So I have no idea what she's well, saying for most of this song, but so goddamn sexy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the music video, she's just, uh, you know, on a bike, just bicycling down the streets of her hometown in Colombia. And, oh, I'm just oozing in, in just like something. I don't know what to say. Pheromones. <laughs> Pheromones. There we go. <clears throat> and, uh, Le Passion. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know what I love about Cali U- Uchis? Uchis? U- Uchis? Uchis. Nice. Yeah. I would think it's Kelly Uchis. Or I don't know, but mm. I love her sound. One one thing I loved about her when she came out was that she blended in that electronic wave sound that was in the background, and she mm. she tried she did a good job of mending and blending her voice and sound into that rather than making it uh, distracting. Like it flows so good with the sound behind it, which is why it's almost some of the best music to listen to when you're like chilling, smoking, vibing with somebody. You know, it's kind of going slow dancing, and you just want to hear some something chill. You know, get the girl to snuggle up a little bit. Uh, this girl's talk, a good sound. We talked a little bit about um, the best new artist category. Uh, the artist K Tornada, uh, he won best electronic album, and there, his song featuring Caliuchis, ten percent won best electronic song. So hell yeah, yeah, it's pretty. I badass. like her. It's a pretty awesome song. Uh, just to uh, talk a little bit about the lyrics, so look, the translation the lyrics are here. Uh, uh, it's it's pretty similar to the story of fantasy, Mariah Carey. Uh, uh, this is the first four verses. Is who would have thought that it was it was possible to make love by te- telepathy? The moon is full, but my bed is empty. What would you do to me if I had you in front of me? Your mind would have been blown by night and by day. Oh my God, that's so. <laughs> She she is just <laughs> dripping in erotic. Uh, my my mind is uh, it's melting. I love it. This girl would have you fucking whipped around her finger. Yes, whipped. whipped. So that's beautiful though. That you know, women have some some amazing power like that. You know, some of them know that. Uh, you know. It's like these songs I'm hearing like so much you know, uh, sexual energy. But when I see interviews with her, she just carries around her carries the energy of a boss. She um, she doesn't even say much. She just like oh oh I yes yes my, yes lady my lady I don't know I'd I just I do whatever that woman would say. <laughs> I I go I, I I believe all women are beautiful. Every race, every creed, every whatever, but Latinas, especially of those of Colombia, of 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 like Cuban, Venezuelan, they those those probably my weakest spot. Hey, now you know, you know, like hide your wallet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you see yeah, a lady. Yes, yes. Like, stop it! Don't. <laughs> yeah, everybody has their preferences. That's cute, man. That's cool. Colombian women are beautiful. They win a lot of pageants. I know that in Argentina. <laughs> see. <laughs> I mean, oh, me and Conte. Okay. Uh, the next question I have for you is: Well, you pretty much already answered it. Uh, uh, you, you, did you wish for a boy or a girl? Um, uh, oh yeah, I'll tell you how that happened too. Yeah. 
I wish for a boy. Sorry, go. What was your part? No, part no, no. Of the other question. I mean, okay, yeah. I I wish for a boy, right. dude. Uh-huh. I was wishing for a boy just because my brother had twin girls and I didn't want uh-huh. to have to have him compete or anything weird. Okay. And that was I felt like it was a pure reason to hope for a boy because I wasn't. I cared a little bit, but not that much. There's a part of you that's like it'd be nice as a dad to have some help, you know, around like if somebody's trying to rape my wife or something. Like at least my son, I feel like can fucking. Oh do something i don't know that's like things in your head of like oh what if i'm on a farm and i don't know i gotta kill something i gotta shoot okay. something and i guess as a, as a i know dude i know no I know. no that's what but that's where i go is like the I worst was, thing I, was possible. Playing with, I was messing with my head i was like i when you said rape i thought you said raped and i like <laughs> you're white well like no, no. i was gonna i thought you were gonna say rake your leaves whatever no it always goes to like the first scene in every uh who the fuck is that guy Oh, shit! I was, every scene in Jean Claude Van Damme movies or oh. what's the other uh, Steven Seagal movies where mm. like, you know, his wife gets killed and raped and then is something happens and then retribution yeah. has to take place. Or like Death Wish. I watched too many of those movies movie. as a kid, so now I'm like, oh my god, what if this happens? I have to. Yeah. So, anyways, you know, I a little bit. A... <laughs> I need yeah, to plant I... my seed and make a boy now. I need to be like Henry VIII. <laughs> I must have somebody to protect me. Yeah. Um, but. Uh... After you find out it's a girl, you're like, you literally don't care anymore. You're just like, okay, now I know I'm happy. And uh, it kind of changes your mindset a little bit. But I guess that also depends on the individual. Some people say that they didn't care. They didn't care from the beginning. But um, I don't know. I think it's going to help make me softer. It's nice. My uncle, who has a lot of daughters, said that daughters are a blessing and that they're there to love on their dads and they just always do they just love their dad more and they can't you can't help it it is what it is and he's like he was like crying telling me this he's like you're so lucky to have a daughter and i'm like oh thanks made me feel really good because you know he's retired army guy super he's just a man man and he loves having his four daughters so do you think you would treat her any differently than you would a boy say like uh of course, you know how much you love the Seahawks and football. Would you still like to show your love of the sport to her? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Probably play catch and football for quite a while. And even if she wanted to play, I'd probably help her um, for a while. And, yeah, I would just show her everything that I like. Anything that I like or I enjoy, I'm going to try to make her a part of it so that she can be around me and we can be around each other. And then she'll share stuff that she likes with me and we'll kind of keep reciprocating this relationship as we go. Hopefully. That sounds great. Um, yeah. I'm really happy for you, my man. Uh, all right, let's play your second song right here. Um, this, this woman, uh, you know, Gwen Stefani was such a true icon of the nineties, the two thousands. She, she was like, how do I put this like a a poster girl of the nineties, I would say. Like when I think of a girl from the nineties. For uh, sure. Yeah. Uh let's talk about Just a Girl by No Doubt. Why why did you choose this one? Well, this was the first song that I heard that I actually saw some of the girls' perspective on their strife, their daily struggle, what they feel like. Like I have an internal strife as a man or as a young boy that I'm dealing with that is my own, but it is also something that I share with other men and women have a strife that is uniquely theirs, but also that they share amongst other women and stuff. And to hear this, to, you know, when you read the lyrics or you hear the song, she starts talking about how, you know, she doesn't really want to just be this 
figure, this person that everybody likes, but she's going to, she's being exposed to the realities of, of the world and why she acts this way or why people want her in a certain box or so to speak and how like me or anybody else, you're all trying to, we're all trying to combat it all the time. How these norms of, I got to look this way. I got to act this way so that you like me more so that you tolerate me so that I'm in your circle. I got to behave this way. I have to dress a certain way. Um, and a lot of that had to do with what she's saying too, like having to look beautiful, having to look good, having to act a certain way. Um, she's too much of a girl. She's too precious. She can't do anything on her own. Um, just a lot of the things in the nineties, I guess, early two thousands that girls were still, I mean, battling a bit. And that's the thing is I don't think it ever dies. I think it's every generation, every person that like my daughter, I'm sure she's going to feel some strife about being a woman, but there's also a part of her that I, I hope that I can convey. Like there's this internal strife that every person deals with and even men have their own weird man strife. But when people write songs like this, it gives you the opposite sex an ability to peer into a little bit of their strife and their struggle that I might not understand. Cause I'm just looking from the outside, some beautiful American white woman girl who thinks who seems to have it all. And, uh, mm. that's not the case in this song. And this was like a girl anthem for quite a while. I remember all the chicks, yeah. all the girls around my school and everybody like loving this song. And this is such a badass song that you can play it in dances and everybody would just no doubt was the band and the band was badass. Gwen Stefani was the lead singer of No Doubt, and together they just made amazing music for a while. So I really enjoyed it. I think about women for sure when I think about the, when I hear this song. Mm. We're gonna play it, just a girl of a No Doubt. <laughs>
I think of like the two best decades for music were the 60s and the 90s. I think of this because those were the decades of rebellion. The 60s were the were the decade for rebellion when it comes to sound and the 90s were the decade when it comes to rebellion for lyrics, vocals and uh yeah, I think Squid Stefani no doubt or like or of where she was the woman one well one of one of the women what I think of when I think of music in the nineties. Uh she's really high up there. Uh yeah, for sure like top ten in your mind when you think about successful women in the nineties in music. You can't say you can't have you can't not have Gwen Stefani there. Oh no. She was on everything. She was in movies, she was on MTVs, she was on like every award show. I mean for a while before you know, what sucks is like a lot of the young kids see her now and she's just doing like weird TV shows here and there. But she was a fucking bad bitch, dude. And she was <laughs> representing all the punk white girls or all the punk girls in general. Mm-hmm. And they, she wasn't so punk, but she was like that rebellion you're talking about yeah. where, you know, you don't have to like goth music and hate your life. But if you're rebelling these, you know, societal norms or if you're rebelling against shitty parenting or shitty structure that we're in or um, capitalism or anything that you're just... You can just vibe with that, and you understood where she was coming from, and fucking, she's badass, dude. Definitely. A uh, little fun fact: uh, it's her brother was the was one of the storyboard artists for The Simpsons. This little fun fact. Oh, there. cool! <laughs> wow, talented family, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just that was just a fun fact in the back of my mind. Um, okay, uh, the next question I have for you is is the day, the uh, apologize of the day. I forgot the day. Uh, February second or third. Very first, twenty twenty one. Oh, it's the first. Yep. This, I don't know, describe that chaos to me. <laughs> well, actually, it was the most relaxed, awesome oh, day. My apologies. Uh, no, no, it's, <laughs> it the sounds. It's totally. always like you know when I see in like it was a moment like that happened in movies. You, you, you know they're rushing to the in a car. It's all crazy. Uh, she's struggling breathing. There's a lot of screaming. Mm-hmm. So, so i you know no man you're totally right and i would have thought like every other movie i've ever seen and other people and then you know the fact that it was a covid year some people couldn't even go to the same hospitals or the or the rooms where their kids were being born which was my main concern it was like mm-hmm. are they not gonna let me see her be born i'm gonna fucking lose i will have this baby born in the bathtub at home i want to see this baby <laughs> i don't care we, we'll do it like the natives did we will figure that the fuck out um but it was great because she had a C-section and we had it like at 12 o'clock. We scheduled it for noon, you know, on a Monday um, and for the first day of the month. So there wasn't a ton of people around. There wasn't a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, it wasn't like we, we had enough time for the, our nurse to take a photo of us before we went to the actual room the, to have the delivery or do the surgery and whatnot. It was chill, dude. And uh, there was one last photo that we took. I haven't posted it or anything yet, but there's this last photo that Janae and I have of, I'm like, take this. I asked the lady, I was like, take this photo. It's going to be the last photo we have before we have a baby. And that's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite photos because it's like us before the, before Jovi comes into the world, but we're so happy to have her. And that's what I remember most from the day is just uh-huh. the anticipation. And then the last moments that my wife and I were ever just my wife and I. 
Yeah, that was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a bittersweet ending and beginning. Okay, this this one's my favorite. It's like <laughs> she's like smiling. It's she that's was, like a legit smile. Like, oh. Yeah, she loves to smile. She likes to kick. I think she's gonna be a kickboxer <laughs> or something. <laughs> my our, our pediatrician was like, "Whoa, we got a kickboxer here, huh?" <laughs> And she kicks a lot, dude. She's definitely like me. She voices her opinion. If she doesn't like it, she lets you know, which is great. I want to know that as a dad. I want to know, dad, you smell. Dad, you're making me mad. Dad, blah, 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 blah. Whatever it may be, I want to hear it. So I love that about her. This is okay. <laughs> reminds me of, of The Simpsons. Uh, Homer is like daydreaming, and he says, Lisa Simpson has won the Nobel Prize for chemistry. He's like, Nah. Then he's like, Lisa Simpson hasn't won the Nobel Prize for kickboxing. Yeah, that's what he. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Hell yeah! Woo-hoo. Yeah, that's such a <laughs> stupid dad. I love it. That's so mean sometimes. Uh, Alrighty. Uh, remember the first thing I was like, I gotta get her a baseball glove. <laughs> Telling my wife, come on. Alrighty, my uh, I'm gonna play my next song here. I'm gonna. It's called Hallelujah by Haim. Have you heard of Haim? Nope. They were one of the biggest nominees of this Grammys. Um, nominated for Album of the Year and everything in the rock category. Um, Haim has, is, has been my favorite band working today. They are definitely, I love them so much. Wow, um, says a lot. Yeah. Um, I first discovered them when they performed live on SNL in like late 2013. I think it was like November. I was in California and I stayed up late with my aunt and SNL was on. Let's just check it out. We were watching them and then my aunt says, they don't sound very good. And at that moment, I like, I, I agreed. I, I don't think they sounded very good. But then I look, then I just... I don't know, I came across them on the radio and like, wow, these girls sound amazing. And I like I um I came to realize they just don't sound good for television. I think that's that could be true for some hmm. artists. Yeah, I could have had just a bad live show too, you know. You know, I, I saw them on the they performed later in SNLs another time and mm-hmm. on the Tonight Show and they, they still don't sound that great. Hmm. But I it's, I think it just could be maybe it's that building. It's still it's the same building. Um, I don't know. It's just they just they don't translate well to television. But I saw them live three times. They okay. They are the band I paid the most to see. I see. I paid tickets to see them five times. But I've only seen them wow. three times because due to circumstances I couldn't go to two of them. But they they. They're, um, they have great chemistry together. They are three sisters. Um, want, they are 30, 35, 31, 29, some, some close age range like that. They're Alana, Danielle, and Esty. They, they, will, they, will, they will probably remind you a bit of uh, Heart. They remind oh. me quite a bit of Fleetwood Mac. Uh, oh my god, I can't believe it. Alright, go on. <laughs> um I I love ev- pretty much everything they've ever made. They, they like I said, they were nominated for album of the year, their latest album called Women in Music Part Three, otherwise known as Wimp. 
limp. <laughs> they 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 were to promote 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 the album. They made T-shirts that said "Wimp" before the name. They said what the album was called, so they just had shirts that said "Wimp." That's funny. Um, they are extraordinarily talented. They all can play the drums, uh, guitar, bass, piano. Um, they every live the live shows I've been to, they they all play drums. Like they do a little drum circle. It's it's pretty cool. Um, I just love these girls so much. And uh, the song I'm playing, Hallelujah, uh, was a, a track they released before their album was released. It was a bonus track to the album, uh, Wimp. Um, the song is about the their love, their sisterhood. So here we go, Hallelujah. Angels, but they were in disguise. Took one look to realize. Tell them anything, and they will sympathize. These arms hold me tight. Old fears help to ease them in my mind. Say that they will giantize Well, me, how'd I get this hallelujah? Hallelujah Laughing together like our thoughts are harmonized Been that way since 95 Give me direction when it is hard to find Three words, one line Now and then I can lean my back to yours Traveling like our feet don't touch the floor Why me? How'd I get this hallelujah? Yeah. 
I wouldn't say that was the best song to uh, introduce you to them. I just thought um, this is being Women's Month. This is Women's History Month. A song about sisterhood from a band I really love. Um, I think that was the right choice. It was beautiful. I love their the three voices together. sounded amazing. It kind of gives you chills. Um, it really reminds me of the, it just kind of like, emphasizes the purity of music you know just the guitar maybe a bass guitar too or something like that not a whole lot of strings in there their voices it's really really pretty and mm. not pretty is like doesn't no i know sounds what you mean. uh almost like a choral like like for a church or something but it, better than that it kind of reminded me of john denver and oh, uh i see what you mean i i, I want to say his name is peter crossley but i don't think that's who it is jeff crowley one of those dudes <laughs> Some guy who sings a lot of uh, love songs that are similar and have a similar guitar string sound. Um, it's not John Denver, but it's somebody that if you play John Denver radio, <laughs> this guy plays a whole lot. Uh, Forgot his name. John Gross? I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, but he sings a lot of beautiful songs and their lovely instrumentation just kind of, it took me back to more wholesome music sound time. And John Denver was one of the guys I thought of was like, Oh, I love the guitar. I like the cleanliness of the sound and just their voices. It's really, it's a beautiful sound. I made the uh, Fleetwood Mac comparison. This kind of does remind me of a landslide. Totally. These girls, I bet could cover Stevie Nicks. So good. Mm. They have collaborated with her a couple times. Oh, wow. Damn, I'm like in the freaking hole over here. I don't know nothing. <laughs> uh, they, they, I, I love these girls. Uh, yeah, listen to their new album. Listen to uh, Days Are Gone, the debut. Uh, they're probably their most well-known songs from their first single, The Wire. It's, uh, it's It has this uh, guitar that sounds so much like the Eagles. Heartbreak Tonight, I think that's the name of the song. Um, oh, okay. Yep, I know that one. Um, yeah, they, I, I recommend anything by them. I love them so much. Thanks for introducing them to me. All I've right. learned a new band today. <laughs> All right. Uh, you kind of already answered this question already, but tell me how has your life changed since becoming a dad? Hmm. I care more about uh oh Jesus. I don't even know if I want to touch that one. Um uh, What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> How has your life changed since becoming a dad? Okay. I am hmm I know pretty broad question you can't, you, can't well, already, it, you can't already answer them to answer that. yeah and it, it feels like it's changed but not a whole lot just the sure. ordinary obviously like i moved and i'm in transition like i care more about i guess what's changed is before i used to be afraid of making a decision for myself and my wife because oh. it's like you know but now i'm just not gun shy about things you know because you need to be more confident in your choices. I think when you make a decision, you can always look at it and make, and because, you know, I have a mind that I want to make fun of things. I look at the bad and I look at a lot of the negative or whatever decision I, I make. And sometimes that kind of make, that makes you stop or it makes you not move. But with the kiddo, there's no, you can't stop just because you're scared or you think that 
it might not be the best option or you're afraid of it not being the best option. You're like, I'm going to make this the best, best option, you know, irregardless of the situation. And that's, the, that's the type of thing that's changed where you're confident you're making a good decision. You know, you want to do it, but you take a lot more time to do it when you're, when you're, when you don't have a kid, mm-hmm. when you have somebody depending on you and you know, they're going to depend on you. And it doesn't feel like so much just financially, but I mean, with their spirit, their, their life, their, a lot of their questions, a lot of the things that they're going to have going on, you know, you just stop sitting there. You're like, fuck it. I don't really know a hundred percent, but I'm going to go towards this direction. And, uh, I'm not going to stop here and just twiddle my thumbs and uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of, that's just how mm. I feel. I, I don't, I, there's no more waiting. Yeah. I feel you. I uh, actually just, I watched a movie earlier this week. Um, first time I went to a theater to see a movie in a long time. Uh, it's called, uh, well, uh, actually that was pretty hard to say. Minari. Minari. I think that's how you say it. It stars uh, Steven Yen of uh, the walking dead. Who's Glenn? Uh, he was my favorite character. Um, he is a Korean man from uh, with his family. They mm-hmm. uh, he's trying to settle down and give them a good life. So he decides to move to Arkansas and own. He own, now owns a lot, large plot of land, and he wants to create a, make a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they struggle with the money. To the struggle with. Uh, being you know uh stable having a stable farm but um he knows this is the right option this is what he has to do for his family this mm-hmm. oh. i i recommend watching that movie it's a pretty good movie it's all like what i'm going through so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's so there's a comparison good comparison right there um now the next song we'll be playing is one the song i i don't know about uh show me Really? Well, I'm, actually, I'm. I, I I hope this is the right one because you actually said that is the right one. Well, you said a different name. I know, but, but there's uh, yeah. You uh, this is a, right. The word I just typed in the the word you gave me and this artist and this came up. So I'm. It must be in the. It's in the chorus. It's in the lyrics. So yeah, Alina Perez is this? Is that right? Alina Baraz. Yeah, I think she's Mexican or Hispanic of some kind. She's gone real poppy, but this Galimatias, Galimatias is a Danish uh, music producer. He now lives in, I guess, California, but he came out, I think, in 2012 or 2014 with the Luna Soul EP, which was what blew my fucking mind. I love this man's sound. I love this producer. I My dream is to one day, like, if I ever got to sing with anybody or on anybody's track, it would be this person's music. And he collaborated with Alina Baraz as he like kind of dipped into the pop world. And Alina Baraz was brand new and she came up, she teamed up with Galamadias and she had the perfect soft sensual voice with his sound. And this song is like, this song reminds me of love, sensuality, little sexiness, reminds me of intimacy and, uh, with every single one of these songs, I try to touch a little bit of each little thing, you know, that a, I guess a woman has in her life that has affected me in my life. And, you know, love and sex is obviously one of those things. And the way this woman conveys the message of intimacy with her loved one, um, I think it's beautiful. I think it's a great sound. And 
um, it's edifying for both parties, meaning it doesn't really talk down a man or a woman. It's just talking about this, showing each other their love for one another and stuff like that. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, you talked you talked um, a lot about this artist, uh, Gadam Gadamalius. I've uh, I've been gotten around to him, so let's let's see if this turns me on and I become a fan. I think I, I can safely say he's my favorite music producer. Um, like I don't have one, but I, I, I for the past four to six years, like it has definitely been this per this group this art this guy. Sorry, the sound. <laughs> All right, let's uh, play. Show me, Elena Perez and Cara Matias. I always have to accent, add an accent to everything I say now. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's my girl, dude. Like this woman, when I hear that music, my wife spins fire point. It reminds me of her too, because this is a song that she spins fire point to, and it just embodies what sensuality to me. Like this whole th fire point is like fire dancing, essentially. Uh -huh. You have oh, fireballs yeah. on a string, and you. Yeah. But she does it with LED lights and other stuff like that. She's pretty damn good. Janine does that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. That's awesome. Or your, uh, you know fucking secret hippie next door you never know yeah yeah you guys are oh, it's, it's awesome um really? yeah uh what, what that song is pretty awesome um yeah i, I want to hear more of that i yeah good stuff dude you'll yeah. like it you'll really like it the the urban flora is the album it's a beautiful one of the best albums um I don't want to say ever, but yeah, yeah, a really one of the best, one of my favorite. So you do, um, you're. What do you consider yourself? Uh, I know you're a big fan of uh, Gatamalius, but uh, oh, Urban Floor is his album or her? Album? Yeah, it's his album originally. So he made all this music, right? And then she realized that oh my god, this is amazing! I have to team up with this guy. So, um it's basically him producing all this music that introduced her. Okay. So she's, I'm a bigger Galamadias fan than I, am, than I am of Alina Baraz, but I like Alina Baraz a lot. Okay. I just think she does. I mean, she, when she goes more poppy, I'm like, that doesn't really hit it for me. But when she sticks to this smooth, almost scissor down style, yeah, like it's I really, did, it does I it. Get for a I did get a scissor feel from that. Dude, if SZA started collabing with Galamadias, dude, I'd be fucking stoked. I mean, it's, it'd sound really good. Well, you're definitely gonna be very interested in Galamadias and and in Lingbra, so thank you for that. You're welcome. Alrighty, let's uh, this uh, next question I got for you is a uh, pretty simple one. Who do you think uh, Jovi looks like so far? She looks just like us, like down the middle. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, at first, when she was born, she looked like her mom. The funny thing is, the opposite side of the family. So my parents and my family thinks it looks like her, and her family thinks it looks like me. <laughs> and when I look at her, I see a lot of myself, and it makes me laugh. But she has real feminine features, like her chin and her yeah. jaw is much smaller, and she looks like a girl. But I'm like, oh my god, you look like you look like one of my sisters. You know, you look like, <laughs> little, like a little me or something, and it's so cool. Uh, watch um. Yeah, there was definitely feminine. I see like feminine features in a, this photo right here. Right, like it. I can see myself. My little nose. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Eyes, but... <laughs> maybe like a maybe in like I don't know the jaw, the chin line. I see maybe oh that's a girl. But when I see that nose, maybe I see you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You see the like, dominant man traits. The man. <laughs> but she has these big old eyes like her mom. Uh, when she when she opens her eyes, they're huge. Which are not <laughs> at all. So. She's got a lot of hair already. Wow. Oh yeah, she was born with a lot of hair. I, I, I was like, thank you, Janae, because <laughs> I am bald and bald. Like <laughs> uh, so My wife know. is a very hairy uh, Irish woman, you know. So that's good for uh, her kiddo. Okay. 
I, I see that now. I see. I, I mean, on the top of the head, not really. Yeah. The body. Okay. <laughs> I like, good, good to know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, the next song I'm playing is "Ass Like That" by Victoria Monet. Uh, do you know Victoria? Hell yeah. Do you do? Uh, if this is uh, Monet, the girl I'm thinking of, then I, she's. I think of Janelle Monet. Okay, never mind. That, uh-huh. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, I mean, okay, there's two Janelle Monet songs that almost made it on here for me. Uh, I, Pink and uh, Queen with Erica Badu. But I had to pick Victoria because uh, you don't you don't know her. And she actually, she almost made it onto, well, I had this future idea for a playlist for um, underrated, underappreciated artists. Um, I, I would like to get you on that one. But, uh, cool. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, but she she should be on there. Well, <laughs> yeah. But being that I I had like six artists in mind for that, so I was like I had to cut it down. So might as well put it on here. Uh, Victoria Monet is well born in Georgia, but from my neck of the woods, kind of Sacramento. I hmm. uh, well I well for me I'm like I was born in like the most northern area you would consider Bay Area, so it's like in between the Bay and Sac. So I consider the whole northern area my neck of the woods. Uh, so um, Victoria, um, blame it. Yeah, Victoria is um, mainly a songwriter. She actually, well, I just learned that she has been collaborating with Ariana Grande almost her whole career. For, so she's been with Ariana since she started recording. Damn. Uh, um, from the, her, she was nominated for two Grammys last year with association with Ariana, nominated for Album of the Year and Record of the Year, being a, 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 a collaborated with Ariana Grande. Um, this year at the Grammys, she was nominated for a Grammy as well for Best R&B Song when she, for writing the song Do It by Chloe and Holly. That's a very good song. If, nice. If, um, Victoria made my what I would say album of the year last year. Her album Jaguar is incredible. I highly recommend it. Um, it's so goddamn sexy. Damn. I can't resist it. I've been listening to those songs over and over again. The only negative thing I got to say about that album is that it is too damn short. Only nine songs <laughs> in only 30 minutes. I need more. Um, another reason why I put her on this playlist is because, well, she also just became a mom. Her, 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 her daughter, Hazel, was actually just born, I think, two months ago. So um, That's beautiful. That's awesome, yeah. Good, She's, good for you. Uh, kudos and congrats to Victoria Monet. Good for you. She is an incredibly beautiful. Um, I love I love this song. Ask like that. This is like my, my guilt. Well, not really my guilty pleasure, but it is it is. And it's like I got this feeling like, should I like this song that much? Like, <laughs> I love it. Um, this print song is pretty much about um, confidence. She works out. She admires her own body. She likes it when people look, but she's not doing it for the pleasure of, of your eyes. Hmm. This is Ask Like That by Victoria Monet. Two months ago, said his name was Jim and that he'd make 
I see why you like the video. <laughs> the video? Have you seen? Have you seen the video? I, I had looking seen at photos of like yeah. I went up to look oh. at the song and I was like, oh my god, she's gorgeous. Okay. Yes. Uh, I love the uh, old school like uh, aesthetic. The like yeah, the seventies vibe. 70s. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I love the little uh, her looks, her little winks and smiles. Uh, I like her sound. She kind of reminded me of Ashanti a little bit, but ah. Uh, uh, 
Uh-huh, I feel it. A little, like, she sings better, in my opinion, than Ashanti. Yeah. No offense, no shade no to Ashanti. No offense to the Ashanti. We're yeah. here to bring up women. <laughs> yeah, no shade. No shade, Ashanti. No shade. But uh, uh, it seems like, I just like her sound. Like, it was very chill. Like, da -ba -da -da. Some like silky smooth. I, love I like it. it. Yeah, it's very chill. I could see yourself. I could hum that on accident if I don't be uh -huh. careful. That's <laughs> like like if I'm walking around. I'm, like there, from, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure I've done that before. I'm sure. Like you know, you got your mask on. You're walking around. You're like, mm. what'd you say? Like, oh, never mind. Oh, you got an ass like that. <laughs> Just here uh, to buy water. Yeah. <laughs> water the, in a sandwich. It's all the album. Um, Jaguar, uh, it's so highly pro well produced. As you can, the, I'm sure you would appreciate the trumpets. Love the horns, bro. Yes, yes, First I know thing you did. I, saw, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I, uh, I, immediately, I want to look up the fingerings for this to like play it on the trumpet. Like, mm. um, the, the bass line to start off with is so smooth. Oh, I love it so much. The I would. It was so hard for me to choose which song. I suppose this one is the most empowering anthem. That's why I chose it. But um, the title track "Jaguar" is great. Uh, the lead-off single was one of my top five favorite songs of 2020. It's called "Moment." Oh, yeah. um, I. It's. It's just like when the first time I heard it, it was like, "Is this a song for a Disney movie?" Because it has like a production <laughs> and and like an aesthetic that sounds like a villain would sing it someone like uh, uh cruella or uh or ursula would sing um uh -huh. it's it's about this is your moment do not waste your opportunity which when i look into the deep in the lyrics i really you learn that it's actually a song about sex is like you better fuck me right or you're gone <laughs> Damn, dude, it's like a job application. I, you better get the interview yeah, right. Yeah, um, um, and I really recommend watching the music video for that because that even adds to it. Where she is this like succubus or the uh, a, a seductress, mm -hmm. right? Like she's with this guy and he puts she puts her under a spell, and it's it's amazing. It's a very well made music video. Um, yeah, just okay. yeah, I recommend the album entirely. I actually just bought it on vinyl, and it's coming in green, my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So That's awesome. yeah, Victoria Monet, she I, is phenomenal. I I'm gonna buy a ticket to a concert as soon as I can, and I love her very much. Well, much like you want to look up more Galamadias and Alina Baraz, I'm gonna look up Victoria Monet because that that was good stuff. Uh, I, I love this. I love talking, doing, of course, I love talking to you, buddy, but, um, oh. I love what I want. I, this is, this is a great example of what I'm trying to do with this show is express my love of music, um, show it off, show off, show off artists I like to other people and learn new artists from others as well. So I hope to do that with more of you. If you yeah, got me too. Um, the next question I got for you is... You kind of touched on this already, but uh, what, what do you want to share with Jovi? What say like maybe, uh, maybe like say your favorite movies, your favorite ho your hobbies. What what things do you want to uh, talk teach her about? I think, man, the first thing that goes to is comedy. First thing I think <laughs> cool. of is like sense of humor. Teaching her like how to not get offended. Teaching her like what's funny. 
teaching her like first probably the first fart jokes we get i can't wait <laughs> i can't wait till like you know she farts in front of her mom and i'm like yeah you know make a big joke out of it like i laugh and i'm like that was a good one or um you know when she learns how to diss something or somebody because they made fun of her i can't wait to teach her how to cut somebody down a little bit i know that sounds fucked wow. up but i can't i can't wait to teach her no, like it's great. how to use her words you know i can't wait to teach her how to be funny or what is funny or just like how to giggle like i can't wait for the funny stuff that's obviously i want to do all the other little things you know read and play and throw a baseball around and play sports and all that but to me the most important thing and the thing i i love the most is humor and f being funny and joking around and i think that's mm -hmm. what i'm most excited about it's like the jokes that we're gonna do yeah because i'm gonna be that awesome. dad like i'm not gonna be stats i'm gonna be serious <laughs> but yeah. i really to me it's about you know the laughter along the way because i'm gonna die my grandpa you know her grandpa's gonna die everybody's gonna die but the more laughter the better we'll live a little bit longer if we laugh along the way so why not yeah um there's something i i would like to show her or show you and then maybe you can show her um there's this the i suppose that oh, i guess i don't want to talk about it that much because i also have a uh an idea for maybe next week if you are available being that next week is april fool's day april the first day of april we can talk about our love of comedy oh that would be great yeah damn that's a good we should share uh okay yeah i'll talk to you later about that yeah 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 maybe okay so i want to i'll mention that maybe then if you are available yeah 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 but um we did touch on it a little bit, but um, how much is important to maybe share culture with her? Like maybe like your uh, Mexican background. Would you like to, her to learn Spanish? Uh, yeah, I do. I think it's important to learn more than one language. I think learning other languages helps you empathize and understand other cultures outside of your own because you understand how they interpret verbiage and it's a little different. Um, I think when it comes to her culture or whatever she comes from and whatnot, I'm going to probably stay away from a little bit of it for a while just because I don't want her to establish her identity behind a flag, a piece of dirt, or even what people look like necessarily. I'd rather her develop her own ideals, a sense of self and all that, and then kind of teach her like more about physical science and where different peoples come from and a little bit of history and all that stuff coming together. But I think what's important for me at first, and I don't know if this is hundred percent true, so I'm going to keep learning and researching if this is the correct thing to do, but I don't want her to establish her confidence, security of self or any of that just solely by her race and culture. I want her to develop it by what she's doing every day, her accomplishments, the love that she gives other people, um, you know, those types of things, because I do think that, like, I was told really early who I was, and we were very Mexican and all this stuff, and it was good, and it was a point of pride, but it was also almost like a point of, like, well, I'm this, and what are you over there? You know, like, you start to, it's kind of, the dividing lines start to begin a little earlier, even if you don't intend it to be. Um, you kind of, you're subjected to learning about race and race divide and all this stuff, so early and it really shouldn't be your problem as a kid you should just go learn how to be friends with everybody mm. and you know if you if you meet a kid i remember um 
when I lived, I moved to Idaho and I didn't see a black boy, like a literally another black kid until I moved uh, three years after I moved to Idaho back to, well, then I went to Federal Way, Washington area, where it's much more diverse of all types of people. And I remember thinking like, dude, I can't believe I lived in a place where there was like no black people. That is nuts to me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe that there's a whole group of kids who grow up not getting able, not being able to converse and hang out and like get to know black kids. And um, that is kind of a detriment. You know, when you, when you don't introduce them to different cultures and different people and different races, like you're going to kind of make them a little bit ignorant. So that's something I do. I wanted to make sure that I expose her to a lot of different people and cultures and stuff. But at first I don't want her to be so caught up on all that stuff. I'm just going to bring it in and introduce it, but I don't want it to be a point of like, this is where she flagged. This is my Mm -hmm. identity. She's blended. You know, she's going to be biracial of many different races. And I I want her to be more proud of the melting pot or her intelligence or her accomplishments Mm -hmm. than people who, I don't know. I mean, be proud of the ancestors to be, uh, to learn her pride. Like you wanted to stow it upon her. Right. And and I I don't want to project things on her either. Yeah. You know, like you have to act this way. You have to be this way because you're this race or that race. Truthfully, she's blended with a lot. So I'm more worried about her. It it just depends on how a culture gets, man. The next 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, so we are ending this show with, I'll say, the two most epic songs, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go into yours. This is probably is the greatest cover song of all time, in my opinion. Maybe. Ma- yep. Maybe? That's a hard That's a hard one to say, because I comes to mind is like uh, uh, All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix, Got Mr. Tambourine Man, The Birds. A lot of Bob Dylan cover songs. Uh, but yeah, this one... you, Do you know how you can tell it's the best cover song? Is if you go on YouTube and see how much the original song is played and how much the other song is played. That is true. <laughs> or even sales. Over or time. even the fact that people don't even know that this is a cover song. Right, yeah. Like, you'd have to really look into it. And be like, oh, really? Fucking kidding. Mm. Okay. So, uh, why did you choose I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston? Wow. Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. That is probably the song that uh, of my life. You understand? Like, it is a song that I remember impacting Gen Xers, impacting baby boomers, millennials, anybody who was around for like a decade while the song was out. You couldn't not hear it and you couldn't not be impacted by it. And Whitney Houston, despite all of her shortcomings that every woman has, was able to make a piece of art, a song so beautiful and so glorious that it will outlast anything negative that she did. And maybe, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm happy for her because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of tortured souls out there that are hurting. And despite their hurt or despite their problems, they're able to output and produce something that's beautiful. And this song is one of those that I always remember. It reminds me of my time with my father, my family, um, even though it's a more intimate song, it's talking about how kind of like people need to separate, but th- this person's always going to love them. I feel that same way when it comes to family, you know, like there comes a point in your life where you separate from family or separate from certain loved ones, but you're never going to stop loving them. And this song is such an impactful song that it, it, it represents more than just a, a loved one that, you know, is like a boyfriend or girlfriend, but it can represent a myriad of people within your life. 
which is why I think it was so impactful and it, and it had such serious staying power. I mean, this is absolutely one of the top 20 songs of all time, uh, sang specifically by Whitney Houston, in my opinion. It is, you, you can't write a decade of music without this song being up there. You can't, I mean, this made Whitney Houston who she was. And even Bobby Brown, it helped keep carry him for a little while. But uh, this is just such a huge song for me personally. And I think that Whitney Houston did a big, big service for women when she sang this song and it, it hit the world the way it did because, I mean, she was automatically the queen, the best voice of all time. When Beyonce, when any other woman came, the standard was put up against Whitney Houston. You know, everybody was judged against Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey. Whitney Houston, Beyonce, boom. Even the old time, the old girl singers, the old school, like... Uh, Aretha Franklin? Are we... Yeah, Aretha Franklin, but I mean, like, the uh, there's a specific name for it. Not Neo Soul, but the uh, Motown Records and all those guys from back in the day, the 70s, the Diana Ross, the Donna Summers. Mm. You can't say Whitney Houston wasn't an amazing voice. Like, she reminds me of a beautiful, bright bird that got to sing this brilliant song, it didn't last forever, but it was amazing, and it's it's impacted me. So, have you ever seen The Bodyguard? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. I actually just saw it for the first time not that long ago. It it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, bro, I'm sorry. Like, it's probably not gonna rock your world the way it did back no, in the time. Yeah. But I, it was to have a black and white. You gotta understand a black uh, woman with a white man at this time. It's not the way it is now where it's almost like every commercial and everywhere. This was new, dude. And Kevin Costner is as country of an old white guy as it gets at that. I mean, you know, he plays baseball characters all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Dude is super white. Kevin Costner is white as fuck. Hey, hey, but still shout out to Kevin Costner for being – that seems to be his thing to cross borders. You know, yeah. He was in Dancing with, the, Dancing with Wolves mm -hmm. as well. Um, he was in uh, – movies not just not, in the, like the past couple of years um there was a movie called mcfarlane where he was a, a track coach to a lot of latino boys oh yeah uh, i heard of that i didn't get to watch it though but and he was also in a movie called i think i think it was called black and white where he was like the grandfather to a uh a black girl like he had problems with her her father his yeah, like okay, there was like a uh, man, black man, white woman. Uh, he was he had problems with the 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 person his daughter was with, but he was in love with the uh, the, the his grandchild. I, I, it was it was an RRE movie, but uh, but oh, okay. yeah, shout out to him to be to always pick those characters, to get those scripts. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a serious movie, but this song was better than the movie. Oh, so, it's, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, you could probably I for, I always forget. Oh, it came from it comes from a soundtrack. What movie is it? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. I will always love you, Whitney Houston. Let's go on a banger. <laughs> I mean, the, from the first note. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll 
But I know I'll think of you every step of the way. And I
All you think about is like, it's uh, a cover from Kenny Rogers, I think. From uh, one of Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton? Yeah. Damn. Okay. So Dolly Parton. I thought it was from Kenny Rogers. But the point is, like, when you hear that, do you just say, like, she can have it? Like, oh, fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm glad I at least have the credits for writing it. But damn, this person just sang the shit out of my song. She gives me chills, man. And, uh, like, again, again, like, if I, if I could, if I had to send aliens music and I had to send them, like, a couple of our songbirds that I'm like, please don't kill us. I'm telling you there's talent here. I'm telling you there's beautiful music and people and culture and it's rich. Whitney Houston, this song is one of them. This is one of the songs I send to the CD to the alien spacecraft for them not to blow us up. <laughs> the alien mixtape. This is yeah. This goes to my alien mixtape to them. So like, let us survive. Like it's up there, dude. It's one of my top songs of all time to me. Um, I mean, I'm a pretty, at least I was, I'd say, a big follower of Rolling Stone magazine. The uh, the first issue I actually ever bought from was a list of the five hundred greatest songs of all time. I I still kind of stick by that list. It's a pretty good, well-made list, but this is not on there. Not one of the greatest songs of all time. And now I'm like, what? Um, that's what I, lately I've been pretty mad with what they've been doing. Not they they just get a lot. Yeah, of things they wrong they completely lately. went an opposite way from before. Like this wasn't on the top 500 of all time at all. No, not any of our songs. Wow, that yeah. is crazy. Ridiculous. How do you? Well, maybe no. I'm maybe I'm stupid. Okay, no, but oh, I don't know. A, How do you? It's a pretty well made list, but this is a pretty big omission. I would yeah. think so. Yeah, I would think uh, so. Uh, it, it deserves somewhere on there. I don't know where. It at least somewhere. Um, it. I can. I don't know if you how if you were actually trying, but I can. You know, you were. You know, covering your eyes. Like I understand. You're getting emotional. I do. I do. I can feel, I'm telling you, you the, way it. the way this song is written, I love it. Or Dolly Parton, you did a great job mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily just about, it's so not about sex. Oh. It's so many different phases no. and steps in your life that it could represent. And it's just beautiful. So well. And she sings the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can feel her emotion behind it. I can feel the pain that she's thinking of or that she's like, Whatever it is that she is uh, thinking of to feel this song, man, I I'm there with her. Mm. Uh, we're here to bring up woman, and I want to say that shout out to Dolly Parton. She's is one of the country artists I like. I appreciate her work. Mm. She really what this is such a well written song, but of course Whitney outdid it tenfold, and it's this is such an extraordinary song. Um, I, I watched the documentary on Whitney that was released a couple of years back. I don't know much. I didn't know much about her. I, you know, I grew up out of her time. I'm more of a, of course, we. I lived in the era where we, we made fun of Whitney. We made fun of Michael, and I, right. I, I'm, I'm, I feel uh, kind of bad about that. Uh, but I, what I've kind of learned from the, uh, the uh, documentary was that she was probably closeted lesbian. And I feel bad about that. I really feel bad for her, especially being spending all that time with with Bobby. I'm sure that was not a good choice for her. But um, rest in peace, Whitney. I I miss you. I really did not appreciate her when I was when she was alive. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's the age-old tale where it seems like they like to build up a hero to tear him down. Because uh, watching Hollywood and everybody else jump on her rather than, you know, try to, like, realize this is a fucking drug-addicted person and caught in a vicious cycle with an enabler. And uh, she's a cash cow, so nobody's going to stop her. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But either way, she made a beautiful piece of art, a song that I'll never die. And uh, regardless of her wrongdoings, I mean, I feel it's a whole tragic story about her entire family, even oh, yeah. baby little Bobby, uh, yeah. Christina or whatever, that uh, you, I mean, it almost makes a song even better, oh. <laughs> it, which makes it sound fucked sure. up. But sure. the pain that she must have had that kind of got her into drug addiction that I feel in this song when I hear her sing, it compels me. I can yeah. feel it. And her voice is stunning. So, okay, um, let's go to our uh, my ninth question. It's a uh, yeah, see how simple it is, but it's simply written. How did you come up with the name Jovi? Oh well, it was pretty simple. Not really, actually. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we we're looking for <laughs> synonyms. Yeah. Right. Somewhere in between. Uh, I was looking for good names that meant other things: happiness, sure, joy, jovial, and Jovi was there. Jovi is also the name of a Jupiter god, which I thought was badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jovi, I we heard the name also when we were watching um, Buddy the Elf. The main character's name is Jovi. Uh-huh. And when I looked up the word Jovi and what it meant, the name, uh, beyond that, that's when I learned more. But I liked the, I liked the word and I liked the name. Um, and I kept the J-O-V-I. The, the, I think the feminine is normally IE, but I just liked how the four letters looked. And I was like, look, you should just put a heart over the yeah. I, and that's her name. It's cute. <laughs> she just needs an I, and that's it. She doesn't need an E at the end. And um, it, I just like the spunky little name. It's kind of sporty. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. And yeah. Does she got a middle name? We used her, my wife's maiden name as her middle name. Her father doesn't have any like people carrying on his name. And I was like, hey, man. It's never going to die with Jovi because even when she gets married, she'll have that as a middle name. So yeah. there you go. I think it's pretty cool to think of maybe she wants to carry on your uh, your uh, alias. Jovial Muse sounds pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. A Jovial Muse. Yeah, who knows? When she has, when she's like nine or ten, she'll probably be begging to open up her own YouTube page or something. <laughs> God. or whatever it is in, yeah, you know, whatever that it time. is by that time yeah whatever the kids are into cool thing. yeah it'll be like tic tac instead of tic tac it's a, like, a virtual you, food that's what that will be you face and face tube all that stuff yeah yeah okay yeah. my uh last song tonight is a pretty big epic as well i would say um mm. You you know of Kesha probably right? Yep. Do you know this song, "Praying"? I don't. I heard for TikTok mostly. Oh, okay. Here we go. Um, I just listened to this, like, you know, um, thinking, just confirming what songs I want on this playlist. I'm refreshing from my memory what songs I wanted. Um, this was an instant. Oh, okay. This has got to be on there. I've been listening to this song a lot lately, and I've been crying every time I play it. 
I think that's how you know it's a great song. Uh, this song is probably, I have this idea for my birthday in uh, two, uh, two and a half months already. Damn. You know, I'm turning 25. I do my top 25 favorite songs of all time. This quote might be on here. Praying by Kesha. I mean, being that I cry every time. Oh, that's got to be a good sign, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a good marker of uh, it actually hitting you for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, Kesha burst on scene with the song TikTok. <laughs> uh, um, mm-hmm. She, you know, was this party girl, this always using autotune. It was like obnoxious pop music. Not to say that it was bad because there's certain moments that I would like yeah. to hear TikTok. I would want to hear uh, uh, whatever songs I can come think of my mind right now. But uh, there was a time that she went on like a hiatus from about some from 2012 to 2017. Um, do you, do you know what happened to Kesha? You are the one who told me about Kesha, and uh, so yeah, I do. Yeah, um, that she was like in a shit relationship with a producer or manager yeah, that yeah, yeah. was like basically making her do sexual favors for yes. continued success, essentially, something like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, the producer was Dr. Luke, and uh, he, he's a pretty big time pop producer. Um, uh, some negative connotation to do with Doja Cat. Uh, that Doja Cat, her song Say So, was produced by a guy named, uh, I don't know what his name was, something Tracks, but it's just another alias for Dr. Luke. So he's still working today. N- not that, uh, it's like some some part of um, uh, me was like, oh, I hate, I really don't like Say So now. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> piece of shit yeah so she tried to sue him get a record record contract during that time i think she was kind of unsuccessful or i guess i don't really know the true story of how she continued to make music but um she kept on going and um this this song is uh about the uh suicidal thoughts that came through her mind through that time and this is her a song about pers- persevering and continuing um on with life um i don't know much what else to say but um praying by kesha we're going on emotional roller coaster to end the show but here we go <laughs> Thank you for how strong I have become 
Cause you brought the flames and you put me through hell I had to learn how to fight for myself And we both know all the truth I could tell I'll just say this is I wish you farewell I hope you're somewhere praying Praying I hope your soul is changing Changing I hope you find your peace I can breathe again And you said that I was done Well, you were wrong and now The best is yet to come Cause I can make it on my own I don't need you I found a strength I would not. I mean, that's Kesha. Jesus. Yeah, I know. that was powerful, dude. That was like a gospel song. Like she when she was singing that out, I could just like I was talking about with the pain that I felt from Whitney Houston. I could feel it. It was tangible in that song. And obviously it means more knowing her backstory, but she sounded like a completely different artist altogether. Yeah. That was amazing. That was incredible. I know. I know not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> I know. Uh, it did, I didn't think it was her for a second. I was like, Cash, is this the real? There's no dollar sign in the S yeah, anymore. Is this the same <laughs> Kesha, you know? uh, in her, she made an album last year. Uh, 
was, it was pretty good. Uh, um, it, she has a song on here. What's it called? Uh, Kinky featuring Kesha <laughs> with a dog. That's cute. Like she's you know, like so that's alter ego, female, you know? Yeah, she's yeah, the... yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's um, my gosh. I mean, that that gives me a similar feeling of I will always love you. Like they they put both her and Whitney put their all, all the everything they got into that song. Those songs, mm-hmm. I, I like even like um, the belt at the end of uh, I will always love you. The ah, I I don't want that. <laughs> but like yeah. there's there's a moment on uh, that's the um, scream. Yeah, there's like letting out a scream. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it's really there's no emotion spared, man. She's letting it all out on that song. Mm -hmm. It must have been draining as hell to sing that. Oh yeah, you know, to practice that in the studio and get it right every time, to revisit that pain that you felt, and to put it on. You got to put it on film, I guess, or make it sound like these people. You know, like you have to think about this stuff when you sing it. Otherwise, it's fake. Mm, So I just respect her for doing that. I mean, that's a lot of effort, a lot of emotional turmoil you put yourself through rehashing this stuff. And to say that, you know, I hope that you're praying. It comes from such a point of authority that it was like almost gave me chills where I was like, oh, shit, you know, Mm. I'm so over this, but I'm so angry, but I'm not. And I'm above (laughs) this, but I'm not going to let you forgive this. But I still hope I hope you're fucking praying, dude, because, you know, you need this in your life you are fucked up you need to almost like you're coming to jesus moment because uh it's almost like i'm coming after you in a way like i'm coming for success you're no longer a factor in my life so watch out you know yeah it's like that somewhere in between like like i want to forgive you i can't though uh i i want you to get better but I somewhere like flip floppy, you know, somewhere in between. Um, yeah, there, I thought the line was appropriate when she was like, uh, "Some things only God can forgive, yeah, you know, yeah. or some sins or something like that." Yeah, and that's that's the point where you're saying like that's where she's gonna still kind of hold on to it and help it kind of. There's a little bit of it that makes her stronger in the future. Like she's talking about how uh, she learned how to stand up for herself and all that, like she's not going to let it happen and and she's going to remember it and let it make her stronger. And that's empowering. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And like kind of what I said earlier was, it's, it's disappointing that he's still working today. Like she's, there's a lyric that by the end, like she says, uh, I, don't, I don't know the exact lyric, but uh, when I, when I finished, they won't even remember your name, which is, that sounds so bad and badass and ominous. But it's sad that it doesn't live up to the hype. Like he's still working, but well, he'll be canceled soon enough. I mean, well, he is so bad. How long has that song been out? Twenty seventeen. Fuck, he's and it's oh well, fuck him. But I guess it is. It is. At least he he's. They won't even remember his name because he has. He's going by a different name now. He he has to pretend that he's someone else. Like wow. I said, on the say so, if you check the uh, writers writers credits, it'll say Tyson Tracks, I think, and that's the same guy. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look this guy up later. Hmm. 
Um, I mentioned the start of the show that of the 2018 Grammys it was, where the produce the uh, head guy said women need to step up. This this song was nominated that year for best pop song, but it didn't win. But to me, this is record of the year quality. This is um, this this was probably well. I went. It's hard to say what my song of 2017 was, but this is like up there. This is probably was number one. I, I still feel goosebumps every time you hear it. But, yeah. Praying. Sorry, I'm looking up yeah. this douchebag right now. Hoping yeah. death, upo- I mean, not death, but just, <laughs> yeah. just looking him up. Yeah. That's a serious song, dude. Mm. Way to end it. Yeah. <laughs> Way and, to end like, it. Of, like uh, of course, I'm trying, I don't want to take too much of your time, but I feel like that was one song you probably did have to. I'm going to make you hear the whole thing. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. I do have to head out, hang with the family, but I just this wanna, is awesome. I just want to have one more question for you, and then we'll end it. And it's, okay. it's not much of a question. I just want you to say anything you wish that if if uh, a grown, grown Jovi is hearing this right now, she's fully comprehensible of everything you're saying. Well, like, just what would you like to say to future her? Um, huh. I love you. Yeah. Obviously, a whole lot. Uh, enjoy this radio women's month list. Don't get too carried away with month. You know, like be respectful of everybody else's month. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Learn from a lot of these people's mistakes that you hear. You know, the stories that each artist uh, is is either telling you within the song or that they've actually gone through themselves personally. Learn from their their life experience and make the best out of yours. You know, some people go through them so you don't have to, basically. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. That's that's the best episode ever we <laughs> that's a good way to end it i'm really happy for this episode um i'm happy that you joined me um all right let's end this okay i love you bye-bye all right bye-bye bye-bye <laughs> all right uh